Hello, and welcome to Serendipitous Rebel, the podcast where we're just two entrepreneurs trying to figure shit out. (laughs) Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. And today we're talking about one of the things that, a tool that we've used to help us figure shit out. And that is the VIA Character Strengths Assessment. And VIA is Values in Action. So these are values that are universal. They are done by the uh, VIA Institute on Character, (laughs) an organization that has actually done a lot of research to come up with what they think are the core character strengths, core character values that we have universally. So all around the world, I guess the question to start off is, is why do we give a crap about this? Well, character strengths are the positive parts of your personality that make you who you are. They make you authentic. They also make you engaged. They help light the fire under you. The strengths are are characterized or categorized in three areas. You have your top, top strengths. You have what they consider the middle part and then lesser strengths, which I wouldn't necessarily categorize as weaknesses as much as they're just either underdeveloped or in some cases, just downright ignored. (laughs) So just muscles that are not worked, kind of like my, like deltoid, right? Yeah. (laughs) In my arm, just like that muscle that I have, I Exactly, exactly. The interesting thing about this, this is now the second time that we're doing this. So we did it, I guess it's about a year, well, it's almost two years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's September, 2020. So yeah, it's almost two years. Whoa. Time. <laughs> time flies during a pandemic. We decided to redo this and it's, it is in- interesting to see that this type of an exercise, it fluctuates, it changes what you were thinking, you know, two years ago can be completely different than today. There are 24 character strengths that build our own unique character. When you're looking at this, and we're going to sort of just dive into like what it tells us about us, but they're used to help boost confidence, to increase happiness, to strengthen relationships, to help manage problems, reduce stress, accomplish goals, build meaning and purpose. When it comes to work and you're looking at this, it also can help improve your work performance. For a simple exercise, a simple assessment, it offers a tremendous amount of value. I think that we learn a lot and and what we were able to do is look at this individually and then it's possible to do sort of a a team Uh, a team report. And I can say that this doesn't only have business uses. I have done this with my family, which was very interesting. And and I'll share just one quick story that when the four of us did, did this as a family, humor came up on three of ours, mine and the kids as really high up. For me, it was number one, I think for I think Jake's was number three, my son and my daughter's was like number five. Well, of the 24, my husband's was like somewhere in like the 22 range. And I often wondered why he would get super frustrated when I tried to make, and I don't trivialize things, but at times, especially of great stress, I can interject a humor or I like to find humor or watch a funny movie or listen to a funny comic or whatever it is, just because it helps me process better, decompress and all those things. And it's the same way with the kids, but he just doesn't understand it. And when we did this assessment, 
all of a sudden it's like, it doesn't justify, it doesn't necessarily change. It just brings awareness, which is huge, which yeah. with is absolutely huge. So now he just kind of looks when he gets it, he knows that, you know, it's not that I'm ever trivializing anything. So my little story. <laughs> I think that brings everything into context because when the reason we do this strength exercise and we, we do it when we work with partners that we coach, it is, I think it's really important so that you can see not just your own personal strengths, but then your shared strengths and mm-hmm. how does it overlap? And then where are you polar opposites and where are you different? Because part of doing exercises like this, and it, I mean, we really like this particular tool. There's a lot of personal development tools out there. And if you're doing personal relationships, I think love languages, things like that are very helpful. I think that in personal development, you see a lot of Myers-Briggs environments. Enneagram is super popular now. I think that all of these tools are really beneficial to self-reflect and become very self-aware so that once you become aware of your strengths and your lesser strengths, now it's less about knowing when you are self-aware, your bullshit then just becomes your bullshit. Like you just, (laughs) there's no bullshit excuses for why you are the way you are. Now you're aware that maybe these strengths are a little bit less. So now that's no longer an excuse to hang your hat on and say, I'm just not good at that. So humor is not a strength for me. So I'm just not going to appreciate the humor in you. No, it's about recognizing Mm -hmm. that actually I probably just need to be more cognizant of that and more appreciative of your strength and Mm -hmm. allow you to bring that strength into an environment where we could use a little bit of levity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Instead of using it as a, well, that might be great for you, Wendy, but humor is not a strength for me. In fact, it was actually, and for me, it was a little bit lower. It was not one of my bottoms, but it was, (laughs) it was like, you know, definitely not as high, definitely not as high for me. And so it was about just So doing these things was just about recognizing where you fit in the medium and how can we find appreciation for those things? And maybe as a partnership, especially, how can we lean on your strengths Mm -hmm. when we really need them or lean on my strengths when we really need them? And then if they are lesser strengths for both of us, where can we find some outside help? Yes. You know, yes, very much so. And you know, it would have also popped into my head because you mentioned some of the other tools. One of the reasons I also like this particular tool more so than say the Enneagram, it's harder for people to hang themselves. Like I'm number six and therefore I can't change mm-hmm. by looking at it more from a finer point of whether it's you know, curiosity, you can grow that muscle Mm -hmm. just like, or you can grow humility. Mm -hmm. These are the things, whereas it's not packaged together in, in a way that says, well, you're lumped into this group. Therefore I, you know, I'm this, and therefore I can't change, or I see that number in you and, and, and it's, you're not changing. And it's, and I think if you're positively using these tools, you can, but I think with what, what I, what, in our experience, what we've seen people and I've seen, I've had it done with me with Meyer Briggs. Well, oh, well, you're in, of course you feel that way. You're an ENFJ. I don't even remember what I am. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are that way. Right. I absolutely won't see it that way because I am an ISTP and, and therefore, therefore yeah. you must see the world. And, and so again, this simplifies things a little bit. So this is why we use it in our coaching practice. This is why we really appreciate that. And it's really interesting because 
overall, there are different categories. The, the, each of the 24 strengths fits or fits under like a category, like wisdom, humanity, transcendence, courage, temperance, and justice. And I think that that was, and yeah, I, those are the big ones. Those are the overarching mm -hmm. categories. And what I also found super interesting, okay, for us, I'm just going to lay it out there. Yeah. There's just no temperance for us. <laughs> yeah, for lesser weaknesses, for, for lesser strengths, not weaknesses, lesser strengths. Yes. Um, we, we just, yeah, we that's lack temperance. <laughs> and for, to define that. So temperance is the virtue of moderation. It's the virtue of practicing, monitoring, managing, and restraining your emotions, thoughts, and actions. It's what protects you from excess impulsivity and gluttony. This form of self-denial is ultimately an act of generosity to the self and others. So for those, and this is for those that have that mm -hmm. virtue very high, it's ultimately an act of generosity to the self and others. Character strengths associated with this virtue, forgiveness, humility, prudence, self-regulation. And so that's super funny because both of us ranked lower on self-regulation. So, <laughs> you know, this idea that you can control what you do, say and feel, you are disciplined, you can handle your own emotions and you possess self-control and you can overcome your vices. <laughs> I can actually hear my husband laughing as I read that out loud. So if you lack this, if you're deficient in this, you're uncontrolled, you can be impulsive with your emotions or actions or be self-indulgent. Yeah. And that's, I wish I could say it otherwise, but yeah, I, I eat chocolate chip cookies before I go to bed every single night. I oh, that's but that's fun. In to, my humble opinion, I tend to indulge a lot in foods and other things. I am impulsive, and I have very little emotional. My emotions really do run the show more than I would like them to. Well, and I think the interesting part of this for us is that we now know. So when it means you know. We, we do, we can't go over limits and we both contend to, well, that's why we work with a woman who helps us with our accounting, our bookkeeping. Actually, the, the woman also does our podcast to keep us on track. She does the editing. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing, and also, especially in Crystal's case, she's a systems person mm -hmm. that is so contrary, but it's like a self-awareness that if I need to get things done, I need, you know, we need systems mm -hmm. to help us keep us on track. Or I really, I would say I'm a slave to my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, mm -hmm. I don't remember. I just don't remember it. Yeah. It's super, th these are super valuable tools that are, you know, they're, they're fun. And yes, yeah, our spouses it. get major chuckles out of some of this stuff, we but had a lot of chuckles last night. We did <laughs> as we were indulging in Thai food, actually, yeah. uh, we don't very, we very rarely get to actually be in the same space. So the fact that we can actually do this in the same space is even, even more fun. Interestingly, our other area of commonality for us is perspective which falls under wisdom. Yeah. So on the opposite end, yeah, we, our so tops. We where we don't have a lot of temperance, we make up for it in, the in wisdom. We have a lot of wisdom, and you have a lot of humanity, which is also a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting because so perspective 
in wisdom, like we can view a situation from different perspectives. We see connections between events and therefore understand a situation better. Others can appreciate your insights and wise counsel. You can take other people's ideas and opinions into account. One, I think that's what makes us good at our job. Yeah. It makes, and it makes yeah. us, it's why I think we both identify as fellow empaths. I think it's very easy for us to put ourselves in the position of our clients to see things from mm-hmm. different perspectives, but also to play devil's advocate in certain situations, which can lead us, you know, one of your strengths was curiosity. And so you can marry that and really lean into different ideas and different situations and, oh, well, let's try this. What about trying that? And so I think that's a really important thing. Whereas I'm not as curious as you are. I think that allows you to really lead the charge in thinking through different things and thinking through different ideas. Well, and I think it offers a balance because I do not have as great of an appreciation of beauty. It's not that I don't like things. I just, it's just the way I process and I function. I don't necessarily notice. Mm -hmm. Whereas you do have that sense where you notice things much easier and quickly than I do. You know, you can't work on everything. No. And, but it's fun to also be working on forgiveness. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So real quick, just list what your top five were and what were my top five. Oh, okay. So my top five, that would be Wendy, since you don't, maybe you recognize my voice by now. My top five were humor. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just immediately start to giggle. Love of learning, fairness, perspective, and curiosity. And Crystal's top five, perspective, love, appreciation of art and beauty, kindness, and honesty. It's interesting. We have one overlap in terms of perspective, which I think is really important as coaches and consultants, mm-hmm. also in a partnership. And we're very well balanced in terms of the other. And also, I think there's some overlap in some cases, if you think about it, fairness and honesty or fairness and kindness. Yeah, there's, I think there's a good compatibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is just a tool that I think so highly of. It's actually in a very important part, this self-awareness in positive psychology. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that you need to be able to have a baseline so you know where where to start and then As an entrepreneur in general, I think you have to have a growth mindset. And again, this is where it comes into play that this is not to say, I'll list my bottom five. My bottom five were humility, forgiveness, creativity, judgment. I feel like I'm self-regulation. Yeah. Okay. That does not mean that I get to be a big egomaniac that doesn't forgive anybody. And what was it? I, for judgment, you don't reflect on your own and other people's behaviors. You come across as naive, which I know. And so I think, again, these things are, I mean, take that all with a grain of salt, right? Like, I guess if I wanted to be the worst version of myself, I'm a narcissistic egomaniac. That's like just this huge jerk. In reality, I I wish I knew this ahead of time. No, (laughs) you've been warned. So I think it's, but if you can take that and you can say, okay, yeah, the, we all have the worst version of ourselves, yes. right? So lowest, yeah. our yeah. lowest form, okay? 
most of us don't operate in that area. Mm -hmm. It's like understanding that in stress or in super negative situations, Mm -hmm. the worst of us can always come out. Mm -hmm. Again, that's not an excuse for my crappiness to come through. It would be then the opportunity to say, okay, I know I have a tendency to maybe be a little bit grudgy, sometimes come across as naive and not use good judgment and weigh out evidence fairly for craved like conforming to the well-known path, like sticking to the status quo. So that means from one of my strengths, I need to maybe lean on my partner's strengths of curiosity and other things to kind of help me pull through and be more creative and more in alignment with ideas. And I know that's even come up in some things where Wendy has maybe challenged an idea or challenged wording in some things. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, she's coming up with a whole new thing. Well, actually, no, I needed (laughs) to like flex my creative muscle, which you don't flex as much and go, oh no, she's actually just saying it in a completely different way, coming at it from a different angle. And the ability to know this, just the knowledge to know it's such, so important because as we know, what people say can be interpreted in so many different ways, but having knowledge is so, 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 so important. And, and one of the tools that can be used is not only to really, how do you use your highest strengths to help you, whether in good times or bad, you know, I'll, I'll be very honest. If it wasn't for humor and love of learning, I don't know how I would have survived the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I really, not even realizing what I was doing, I completely leaned into doing certifications and taking courses and knowing that the love of learning is, is a reason I can get out of bed in the morning. And then of course, turning on the humor. But so it's not only really using your strengths as strengths, Also, it can be to look at one of your lesser ones to help to build that muscle. And I'm thinking, so my lesser strengths, teamwork, prudence, perseverance, leadership, and self-regulation, I think I am going to commit to looking at prudence in terms of making sure that I, that I don't take a lot of risks or that I I'm very cognizant and evaluate actions that I take and and things like that. So I'm actually going, I think, I I think for the next few months, and we'll probably redo this again at our next, maybe at our next meeting, either in three to six months, I I would be able to report back on how am I going to help myself, you know, just in terms of making choices. Hmm. Oh, now I have to pick one. Well, you do, of course do not, because it's all about making, you know, Good choices. Um, well, my judgment is that I have the ability to think critically and think things through, and I'm not quick in drawing conclusions. I'm capable of changing your opinion in the face of new insights, and you don't choose sides. You are objective and you're weigh the evidence fairly. This is something I lack, by the way. This is my lesser thing. Well, and creativity might be a good one to really work on because I know that's something that has. That fell. Because again, interesting, when we did this, Wendy looked at me last night and went, oh my gosh, you're like a completely different person. (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, it's interesting to compare two years ago, which is actually kind of, I think, a really fun thing. Yeah, perspective and appreciation of of art and beauty were, you're no longer curious, but you've become kind. Mm Oh, you no longer want to lead, but you become honest. I, you know, it, I'm, I'm saying this very tongue in cheek here, right. 
but it's very, it is very interesting. You know, I wonder, and this is probably digressing a little bit, is this also kind of the, where are you in your life? Do you know, your, our, mm-hmm. our, our stages of life, because f- for me, even in two years, I dropped <laughs> humility and no longer at all humble. And I picked up perspective and thinking about it over the past two years and just in life in general, I'm, I'm happy to have a, a, just be, have perspective, but otherwise I'm pretty much the same, which I don't know. Could, could that mean I'm just boring? No. <laughs> And your life is more stable than mine has been yeah, in the last two yeah. years. But I think, well, yeah, because I think that's a really important thing to ask yourself because we all go through different phases in life. In the last two years, I've closed a business, I've closed two businesses, and we have started this new endeavor. My children have grown up a little bit, but they're still pretty young. There's a lot of differences that come to play. You know, that being said, I think that our lesser strengths changed a lot too. Yes. And so I think maybe we flex, maybe we were flexing some other muscles in less and lesser strengths. Unless we're very, very, very intentional, you can't work out 24 muscles at the same time. And you can't. So maybe I just had more of an arms year than a leg year. Well, you know, working out. I think it's, and I think that's also really interesting when you put it in perspective, perspective, there we go, of where we are. I, you know, I see as my weaknesses. Oh, and I said, you don't use the word weakness. Mm -hmm. It's not a weakness, Wendy. It's just something to a muscle to be developed. But, Mm -hmm. you know, two years ago, I was judgmental. Also, I lacked zest, joie de vivre, which is interesting. Was it just that I was, was it just that we were exhausted? Was it just that, that we were physically, emotionally, mentally, you name it, just beaten down for a lot, you know, for what was just going on? Is it now that I feel more, and I look at this and I, it makes me think, well, you know, if I've given up judgment and replaced it with teamwork and zest for leadership, is it because I feel comfortable that I don't have to be always leading Mm -hmm. and that I'm comfortable with you know, both my personal and professional life that I can relax mm-hmm. and not, you know, and I, and, and it's, so again, this allows for a tremendous amount of introspection that I think is super helpful. And as we move forward in terms of looking at this and creating a culture for serendipitous rebel, I think this is so important. I agree. There are so many different external factors also that really do affect who we are. Like some of us are more emotion or, or more environmentally affected than others. I think as empaths, mm-hmm. our environments mm-hmm. are very instrumental to how we handle our emotions in yes. the world. Yes. And so oh. different strengths can come into different plays. You've pursued a certification. I pursued a certification. Mm-hmm. In- since that time, our career paths have changed. Our business models have changed. Our, just the structure of a lot of different things have changed. Our friendships have changed. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how all of that can come into play as well. Mm-hmm. And I think our circles have changed too. Mm-hmm. I think who we interact with on a daily basis has changed. And I think I go back to that idea that you are the five people you surround yourself yes, with. Yes, yes. I was always told, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a different room. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have both found ourselves in very different rooms in the last 
two years. Our, our colleagues have changed, who we collaborate with has changed, who we seek advice from has changed, who we seek as mentors has changed, our coaches have changed. changed. Yes. And so that probably also has a really big effect on how our strengths have changed. Oh yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I very, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it at that type of holistic level, but I think that's exactly right. Very much so, very much so. And it's also interesting because we also did, and we haven't really talked about it yet, but we did a wheel of life, which is a snapshot of where we are right now like the main categories of your life, you know, whether it's the finance and the friends and the family, and you just say, where do you feel you are, you know, one to 10, or is it? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, one to 10, there's no zero. (laughs) It's interesting as well. You know, I think about it as well. I'm, my life is pretty even right now. Mm -hmm. I see that there's a couple areas I listed as sevens, but otherwise And I don't do tens because I always like to feel like it's not like I'm the teacher who says no one's paper is ever perfect, but I like to also realize that my life is never perfect. So, but yeah, my life is very much a seven to a nine. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was a little bit more skewed. I think that my family and friends were at a nine and everything else was a little bit more of like five, six. Mm Mm-hmm lower. But again, that was insightful to say, okay, maybe I just need to work at flexing and prioritizing some of these different muscles. And now, am I going to work at making career and work much higher than a seven? Probably not. But you don't have to. But I think my fun really could use a little bit of a boost. I think my spirituality could use a little bit of a boost. I think that health and fitness could probably use a little bit of a boost which probably those three all tie together. Yes. Yes. I think they, yeah. But you know, that being said, I I think with family and friends, partner and love growth community, I, I rated high. So interesting. These exercises again could just be very, very interesting. And we will link to some resources in the show notes for these. I, I think it's helpful to, to be reflective. And, you know, we did this exercise with some of our coaching clients and who were partners. And again, it was just very interesting to see where they overlap. It was not a surprise. Yeah. Oh yeah. They overlap. yeah. I think if you're, I think if you're working on branding, I think if you're working on mm-hmm. values, I think if you're working on all of these things. These are great places to start because they help you identify when we write out a serendipitous rebel core company value, we are incorporating a lot of these things mm-hmm. into them. That's right. They we highly value humanity and wisdom. Like right. That, that goes without saying. And, and, so- and, and I know, and if you look at our like Instagram, there are a lot of pictures of us not being temperate. <laughs> like oh here's a picture we posted a picture yesterday of us of uh drinking a cocktail lunch yeah <laughs> oh that was great judgment i don't care what you say i'm that's no, my lack of humility oh my gosh in there. i'm uh, no no i'm again see i'm just trying Humor. to be funny Humor. but it's it, it actually and that is a really interesting piece of it that we could probably do an entire other 
podcast of how you can translate your your values and strengths actually into your branding, into your imagery. And, and you know, how, because people will look at things and, you know, how the, the images that you share, the words that you use can really make you come across as being just as you are, being so authentic. Or it could be like, what were you telling me about Virginia Public Radio? I mean, Vermont Public Radio, Kansas Public Radio, Kansas. I'm sorry. We're yes. So totally wrong. So when you look at so one of my I I went to the University of Kansas, I graduated with a degree in journalism and with an emphasis in strategic communications. And for one of my final campaigns projects at KU, you're given an actual real world, real world client. You're given a marketing budget. And you're give, you have to pitch the client a marketing campaign. And while my team scored the highest in design, in creativity, in aesthetics, in copy, which I think is so interesting that create, apparently was very creative back then. This was very, very high. We had the most artistic, most visual, the best timed presentation. We completely missed the mark on branding because we were not flexing to the values and strengths of the client. We were flexing to our own. We were projecting our own personal values and strengths to it. And so the imagery was off. I think in one of the campaign infantry, there was a mountain. It was Kansas Public Radio. <laughs> That's why I said Vermont. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So Kansas Public Radio. And we put a mountain there. And again, I think it was just projecting, you know, we had these, these, I mean, at least I did, this girl from Kansas had this dream of this life in mountains. And so it's just, what did I appreciate or want of the world and projected it into a lot of the campaign imagery of my clients. So I was picking pretty pictures, yeah. but they were not in alignment with the client. So they said, ultimately they could not go with our campaign <laughs> because, and, and you know who they picked? The campaign that used sunflowers in the campaign imagery. And again, because that was so much more on brand. Wouldn't it have been interesting if the, you know, the lead or your contact had actually done such something like along this way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could have been, yeah, I think that having these types of tools are really powerful and really understanding because as we know, or as we come to know, branding isn't just, you know, it isn't just it's pretty just colors. Your, it's not just your logo and, and your, your color yeah. palette. It's, <laughs> it's understanding who your target market is and yeah. bringing it to line with who you are. And it's that sweet spot that intersects right there. And so a lot of it is just, yeah, understanding where these things are. And then likewise, understanding where they're maybe lacking mm-hmm. and maybe you have strengths, the client lacks and that's again why they've hired you exactly i think that's what happened with our clients they they lacked some things that they knew this is why we hire a coach exactly because i need the direction i need the perspective i need you know someone poking me along to help me find my way because i lack this exactly so thanks for listening hop on over to the rebel on the go Facebook group, because we will share where you can actually, we'll just share in the notes where you can. We'll share in the show yeah. notes, but we'll start the conversation because I would love to know and rank. Well, actually, if you drop a poll in there, I want to know what your higher strengths are. Oh, cool. Because I think it'd be interesting to see yes. if there's a commonality amongst entrepreneurs. Yeah, that that's, we, we yeah. We just really have these 
strengths and maybe all of us especially adventure loving purpose driven rebellious rebellious. authentic action oriented (laughs) maybe we all equally suck (laughs) self-regulation yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well thanks for joining us and we will see you again real soon